When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Well, my talkers, we were treated with some really nice weather the last few days. Today, it's kind of warm, but a little cloudy out. But don't worry, your ride home is going to be nice and fun because Lori and Julia are here to take you guys all the way from work to home, to practice, wherever you're going. Sit back and enjoy the show. Thank you, girls. You're welcome, guys. Oh my! I want to give a shout out to the last, they say it's the last nice day. It's gloomy. But it was so beautiful out oh this morning. Oh my gosh, I saw the photo in the Star Tribune oh, of yeah. the, um, you know, the guy, the guys and gals who use, they look like you're cross-country gliding, but on the street. Mm-hmm. And they were going underneath the 35W Bridge on River Road. Oh yeah. And they had oh, their headlamps road. on. Yeah. Oh yeah. Know, because it was so warm. Mm-hmm. And it was just such a great picture of the 35 Bridge. And they were coming down the hill mm-hmm. and gliding with their, I would be not good in the dark on concrete cross-country skis. I can barely <laughs> no, handle I snow. Yeah. So I can't Hills imagine. On, on cross-country skis are hard. On a road, going fast with a headlight. Mm-hmm. I was just like, people will do that. I guess there were windsurfers out on Calhoun yesterday. and yeah. This morning was so beautiful. I yeah. got in my last it was. pickleball I see. outdoor thing and was so fun. You've got a sheen of zinc on your face. I'm glad to see you're using your sunscreen. Well, I have to. I just had the procedure. I know, but I'm, I mean, I'm glad you're taking your own skin because that is I know. Like, Dr. Crutchfield is like, okay, you gotta then now don't forget your sunscreen. Right. Because remember, we had this study where people think sunscreen is only a summer. Right, and you only apply it once. Yeah. During yeah. the day. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so the triumphant return of Hey Jimmy Kimmel, I told my kids I ate their Halloween candy, was back last night. Grant posted it in case you didn't see it. It's about four and a half minutes. We're just going to play the beginning of it because so much of seeing this is visual, visual, but we do get some uh, moments. And Jimmy Kimmel, this is his most divisive but popular thing bit that he does that's what he said it gets the most attention but people also give him the most hate yes it's 50 50 more more than any other thing that he does you know more than his mike lindell pillow (laughs) you know i mean anything it is the halloween candy divides people we all get a kick out of it Mm -hmm. you know um i feel like pranks in a family is a way of showing some love. It as is. As it's it not, a, you know, abuse over someone doesn't like being tickled. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, but let's play a little of the, hey, Jimmy Kimmel, I told my kids I ate all their Halloween candy. Right. We ate all your Halloween candy. I'm so sorry. 
He's seething. Daniel Robin, my best friend. So, so that's why you're not my best friend anymore. Mommy and Daddy got real hungry last night and ate all of it. <laughs> I wanted some. <laughs> but you said we could share. Yeah, but I want all the pieces that didn't have nuts. <laughs> Did you have nuts? Oh, that's funny. Well, we got hungry last night. And we, and we ate all your candy. Let me see. She's looking in her bucket. Mm -hmm. Let me see. Oh, damn it. <laughs> oh. I ate all of your Halloween candy last night. Speechless. <laughs> so mommy and daddy ate all your Halloween candy last night. Just yeah, you got to see the vi the video does more justice because the reactions on these kids' faces where it's at. He's seething right now. He's shaking. He's put are, his fists together. I, well, we were really hungry. You're making me super, super angry. <laughs> You're making me really angry. <laughs> I got really hungry and I ate it all. I'm so sick of you. <laughs> I love that. And eat all of your Halloween candy. Mm. It's okay, mommy. It's okay, mommy. Oh. Are, you mad? Are you mad at me? Just add. Now he looks pissed. <laughs> See, that's good. Yeah, that's anyway, good. It was, it was uh, cute. And then this one guy, they ended it with, all I've ever wanted to do is have my video of telling my kids I ate all their candy get on Jimmy Kimmel. And the kids are, it's at the end of the clip. They're okay. like maybe six and eight or something. And they just kind of shrugged their shoulders. They didn't even care. And so he turns the camera. He said, I told my kids and they didn't even care. <laughs> and he finally made... Uh, he finally got the on cut, there. Because yeah. I'm thinking if the kids are six and eight, maybe he's been, I don't know, what would be the good age to tell a kid? That a lot of these kids look like they were three and four. Yeah, I would do it younger, four, five, six. Yeah. You know, the younger ages. The older ones, they would just, they would, I don't even know what they do. They might not even react like these right. two did. But right. yeah, I like then this other little, he was like maybe three. He dumped over all of his toys. Yeah, he takes it. He's got the little basketball, basketball hoop. He just slams it he down. Moved, and then he takes his table. And, you Let's know, go. I'm just like, how do these parents do it without saying, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's probably the hardest part. Because I am thinking about, like, you know, like I'm thinking of Casey's daughter and her her little guy next year. You know, he'd be two and a half and, like, telling him that kind of oh, news, delivering that. It would be hard to do. Yeah, you'd have to, you know. Pretty, It'd be hard to do. Pretty sure mm -hmm. of yourself. But anyway, I guess he gets hundreds. Oh, a gazillion, Lori, because yeah. he's been doing it for so long. Yeah. yeah. I really think he does. He's a funny one. Um, I hate to tell everybody this, but I just, you know, I want you to know that it started on. Yes. 
Mercury retrograde, the big long one that we were worried about. Mm-hmm. Another one? It, it arrived like on October 30th, yes. Julia, and it's going to be here until January 12th. So that was sad. That was Sunday, right? Yes. And guess what? Sunday, I spent the last three days helping my parents before they go to Florida. Yes. And we were trying to get their security cameras to work, and they wouldn't work. work. Yeah. But now, eventually, they got work. But It's yeah. only once every two years do, that we go through a three-month retrograde. Okay. Uh, three and months? And over the holidays. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, and the oh, planet the isn't actually going past it, but the planet we it, think of it like a boat leaves wake in its wake in its path, and it's called Mars because it was named after the Roman god of war, passion, ambition, sexuality. So that's oh, him, who, yeah. So that's why people <laughs> think it has a strong effect on war, passion, ambition, and sexuality because right. the planet that's closest to the Earth, it's it's right there, and so it's very. Severe, and so we have to. What do we have to do? Uh, we have to sage con- our houses and cars. No, but <laughs> no. Uh, there's going to be an increase of controversy, elect uh, intellectual spars, rude arguments during the retrograde. We have to technology re- never works. Yeah, That's it's a biggest. very good time to stop fighting. Okay, yeah. um, focus on what is and what needs th- what needs work rather than thinking about the thing that you're being bothered by. Your energy might feel drained and depleted, and I think people are, like, worried about the election. They're worried about the war in Ukraine. It feels, you know, COVID, it feels like we've been worried for two years straight. So this retrograde might be really hard because Mars is associated with anger, and when it's in retrograde, people get more frustrated, Mm -hmm. and they arise. So slowing down... Stepping into awareness is going to be key over the next three months. Well, All right. We'll that, try. That's my astrological advice. We can't wish it away. You just have to know that we need to be patient and we need to be patient with other people, too, is kind of. I did a little digging on this thing because I was so worried. I thought this was happening until December. That's a long one. Oh. But we just have to remi- be mindful of what we say and how we say it. So this That's is going to be hard for us to be <laughs> talking off the cuff on the air all the time. But it's a good time to stop fighting. There you go. And um, focus on what is, what needs work. I said that. But anyway, that's that's what... Um, astrology.com what i was able to glean but yeah it can it can ruin friendships decrease motivation even destroy your sex drive that's see the sex part is new to me and now i'm now i'm even more frustrated with this thing because before it always was just like technology with me during this but now that it's going to affect my friendships and my sex life so just be aware of you and how you're treating everybody i guess we have to just take it a woosah moment and yes just kind of yes and just take a step back yeah Boy. All right, listen, we'll be right back with our story we can't get enough of. Uh, documentary um, debuts, yeah, drops tomorrow on Apple Plus, and uh, she's the cover story on RollingStone.com, uh, and it's a really great interview. Juju Chang uh, sat down with the director, who is Alex Kahishian, who directed Madonna's Truth or Dare 30 years ago or whatever. Yes. Yeah, wow. And I, I guess he wasn't even really interested in doing this, Selena, because he'd already done somebody musical. But when he realized what she was going to give him access to, and he also, this isn't in the documentary, but um, Madonna wanted to do a sequel 
to truth or dare. Oh, really? And, and he said we didn't see eye to eye. She asked me oh, to I do can't. truth or dare too. Oh, we didn't see eye to eye. She had real kids. I was like, okay, what's interesting is your relationship with your kids. But if I shoot that, it's exploitive, and I don't. Then what's the movie? But again, the bigger line: we didn't see eye to eye. Yeah, one and done. Yeah, one and done. And he said if we could find that footage, there there could be more truth or dare because there sure. was a lot left on the cutting room floor. As we know from our movie making, guys, <laughs> so much left on the cutting so room floor. So much left. But here's Juju Chang um, with a look into what we're going to see in Selena Gomez, My Mind and Me, which has uh, been reviewed and is getting great reviews. And she's opening up about, you know, everything that's gone on in really a very young life. Mm hmm. Selena Gomez, pop star, actress, philanthropist, who, at the height of her fame, publicly hit the lowest of lows. Selena Gomez was diagnosed with lupus, depression, and anxiety. She had a mental breakdown. No one cares about what you're doing. It's about who I am. I am grateful to be alive. In a new documentary shot over six turbulent years, Selena sharing an unfiltered look into her inner turmoil in the Apple TV Plus film, Selena Gomez, My Mind and Me. When I first got out, I didn't know how I'd cope with my diagnosis. What if it happened again? What if the next time I didn't come back? She's the first to admit, you know, she's broken. What do you think motivated her to reveal all of this. I still think she feels discomfort about the level of vulnerability that she's given and, and exposing all these parts of her. But that is transcended by her, I think, deep desire to try to make a difference in someone else's life. How do I learn how to breathe my own breath again? The director explaining how filming stopped after Selena suffered a nervous breakdown and was admitted to a mental hospital. Take us to what brought you back to filming. After she came out of the facility, I suddenly realized, wait a second, there's a really fascinating story because she is just out and in recovery herself. And the fact that she's still very much the patient. I needed to keep learning about it. I needed to take it day by day. I spoke to Selena earlier this year, a rare celebrity willing to be open about her mental health struggles. It was really freeing to have the information. It made me really happy because I, I started to have a relationship with myself. In this GMA exclusive clip, Selena dealing with severe anxiety amplified by her lupus. I hadn't been on stage in over two years and I still didn't know if I was ready. But what good is having a song if I was too scared to sing it? The stress and fear all bubbling up just before the American Music Awards. And she was off key that night. Remember, Justin Bieber was sitting in the front row. Mm -hmm. Now, Selena handed over years of her personal diaries, which became part of this film and her new music. Selena Gomez, My Mind and Me, premieres tomorrow on Apple TV+. Now, if you're... All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. 
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Experiencing a mental health crisis, please visit the National Alliance on Mental Illness website. It's namiorg or call the helpline using the number on your screen. It looks like a powerful film. It really is. Yeah. Wait, does that ginger. number, let's just give that number yeah. out. That number, so they know, is 1-800-950-NAMI-6264. So 1-800-950-6264 if you're experiencing anything like that. Uh, Rolling Stone writes that uh, any ideas that people think this is going to be a puff or a vanity piece are um, shattered five minutes into watching this because the mental anguish that caused Gomez to cancel her 2016 revolver tour early and check herself into a treatment facility is on full painful teary display. The cameras do not stop rolling and it the next one hour plus provides one of the least sugar-coated explorations of mental illness, one is likely to find on film. Wow. And um, it's so raw that even just a few weeks ago, she was thinking of not okaying it because she's so nervous about how raw she is with all of her everything, you know. Um, it's at 100 on Rotten Tomatoes with the wow. critics who've seen I it. I bet. Well, yeah. she says she ended up, I mean, first of all, she had the lupus. And then she had the the episode where um, the psych they psychosis. I don't even think we know. I don't everything. even know. Well, this I think this just a lot. it says she ended up at treatment center after hearing voices, becoming paranoid. Yeah, this was she's anxiety. On yeah. yeah. Oh, geez. And um, you know, it, so you can you know just to remind people there is a seven day free trial of Apple Plus. Available. Oh, that's a good thing to know. Awesome. Yeah. So, you know, and then it goes to four ninety nine after the month. But, you know, if you wanted to watch a few Apple Plus, this would be worth it to is sign it up for the Is it a series of things or it's is it just, just one documentary? Movie? One. Yep. Oh, it's, it's just, just a, a documentary okay. from this, like I said, Alex Kishian, yeah. who did Truth or Dare. And, um, yeah, it is. People are just saying it is so, you know, um, unvarnished and honest and vulnerable. Yeah, that it's really, you know, powerful. It will help hopefully helpful. help hopefully help people who are struggling just like her. Right. For sure. Yeah. I mean, there's. I, I guess we see scenes of her lashing out at friends. She can't get out of bed. Scenes of her coming apart in the press tour. I mean, they show everything, and sick over six years. So wow. Yeah. So this is. She wasn't sure she was ready to tell the story, but she's. She's, she's, she's got doing a it. Read hell of a story to, yeah, and a hell of a story to tell, too. Yeah, she really does. Thanks for posting that yeah. um, or getting that audio for us, Graham. Yep, no okay. Problem. When we come back, oh gosh, we've got another amazing tribute show happening at uh, Crooners this Saturday, and we're going to talk with one of the singers, the tribute is to Olivia Newton John and Anne Marie. We are delighted, Jana Anderson, who is a talented singer and she's been on our show but it's been way too long yes she's joining us because Jana, you are singing with a couple other women at crooner saturday night doing olivia newton john and Anne murray tribute so 
How fun. Thank you. Hi. It's so good to be on the radio with you guys again. Someone said, oh, you're on with your favorite. So, oh, you know. thank you. Jana. I love you guys. Thank you. Do you it's guys. Jana. Yeah, I'm sorry. Do you guys sing Let Me Be There? The Olivia Newton. Do you, yeah. you do. I do. And the singers I sing with are Lisa Keith Bernard and Tara Brisky. So to make sure I didn't forget your intro there. Oh, Thank fun. you. Thank you. I, you know, I don't know. Is that maybe the most gospel song Olivia Newton-John ever did? Actually, it isn't. I find that pretty uh, country, but she has the only song we're doing that isn't one of the like almost number one hits is called Live On that she wrote for her sister who passed away and that's definitely gospel and she um it's a it talks about what you leave behind when you pass away so we're going to try not to cry through oh it oh my Saturday. gosh you know how do yeah, you how do you decide what songs you're going to sing who, in a tribute what singers yeah. kind of like Anne murray and olivia newton john who do you decide to, how do you pair up people well, I just think about the voice, our own particular voices, and which girl seems like it slightly slants more towards their style. But their songs, I mean, Olivia Newton-John sold over 100 million records, and Anne sold over 55 million. And they were always on the country charts and the easy listening charts and pop charts at the same time in the 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. So we can kind of interchange. You know, you got You Needed Me right into Please, Mr. Please, and they're both, they sound like the same genre and everybody loves all the songs we have an 11 piece band of oh wow local legends yeah that sounds like fun so what time is the show though at crooners is it a five o'clock or a seven you know what we're actually starting at eight o'clock this particular saturday oh, they okay. have a show before us so we're gonna start at eight o'clock so that's, that's yeah, a fun place to see a show yeah, we put up a link yeah. um, on our show page for tickets um, so oh. that people can just, you know, click on it and get their tickets. And I'm assuming you're in the big room. We are. We are in the, well, we're in the main room. The main room, yeah. They both, yeah, they both seem kind of big to me. But, um, you know, I get to be in that show with, with River, the Carol King, Joni Mitchell, and Carly Simon tribute that you've interviewed us before yes. and then so now it's really an honor because you know when i listen to you every day it's like oh i get to talk to them for real so oh, i'm, I'm oh, a fan that's sweet. so when yeah. you were janet did you were you like did you dress like a living newton john back in the day i mean were you was she just oh yeah and so i know that you yeah. you've performed with um yana what am i saying jana what you know what? It's like Dana with a J. That's Jana. Jana. Oh, Jana. Lori's, Jana. Lori's fanatic. I'm trying to give her the fanatic out. spelling. Like, what, am I, what am I saying wrong here? What am I saying wrong? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Finish that's your question. made up the name. Yeah. <laughs> what were you asking was about Amory? I was just going to say, you know, do you, was Am were you a huge Amory Murray fan? Yes. I used to play piano and sing both of those artist songs when I was little. And I, I was thinking up the show several years ago, and it just seemed like during the pandemic, it was time, you know, it took a year to just put it together because they have dozens and dozens of hits between the two of them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I actually got to meet Olivia Newton-John and hang out backstage with her, and I was asked to be her backup singer 
when I was touring with Fleetwood Mac and Stevie Nicks because I don't think anyone would know this. I don't know why they would, but Olivia Newton-John, if you go to any of her YouTube, her background uh, singer is a vocal coach named Steve Rial, who is an amazing singer. And so he asked me to come to her show and then meet her. And the, But Stevie Nicks wanted to go out the same time as Olivia Newton-John. So I even got to meet Olivia, and she was as sweet and beautiful as ever. Oh, you know? And, yes, I did dress like them. I had bell bottoms. I wore mm-hmm. hippie clothes. Grandma made the knit, like those knit hippie uh, vests. They're back in. Yeah, they are back in. I know. Did Stevie know that Olivia mildly tried to hijack you? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think she found that out. Okay, okay. Because, I mean, there's got to be like a code with backup dancers and singers, you know, not to... Because remember, I mean, that happens. I can see that. Like, people are like, oh, I want you. But I guess if it had worked out, if they toured at different times, you could have done both. Well, Stevie knew um, that I was really loyal to her, and plus it's two bands, you know, like, it was, if Stevie was working one year, Fleetwood Mac was working the other year, yeah. back and forth, so I was giving up really two bands for that, but, um, no, I think everyone knows me to be super loyal, and I don't think, you know, she'd worry, and Stevie's really sweet, mm-hmm. I don't think she'd be that mad, but, you know, um, yeah. but I, I would I would work it out, but I, you know, I just... I'm just honored to be asked anywhere. <laughs> I love it. So, so, sweet. so Dana, but Jaina. Yeah, right. Yeah. Jaina. Um, okay, so here's a question, because you mentioned it takes a lot of time to put together this tribute show that you've been working on a little over a year, because like you mentioned, you have the seven piece band. Eleven piece. Eleven, Eleven piece. Yeah, it's, okay. Um, and you, so a, a lot of time and effort, and is it just for one night? No, we are playing several shows through the spring and then I'll be booking us some more. I don't want to oversaturate us because I want it to sell out and be special. Absolutely. I have to say the Chan has, and we, we debuted that in May and it sold out seven weeks early, which was really shocking. And so I, I didn't know. I mean, you never really know how it's going to go. I think I'm just the kind of woman who I just follow my heart and my passions and what I love. And then I ask, I asked a couple super talented guys, and then I know if they're in the band, the rest of the guys will also be in the band that I am. Right. That must be fun. And it's deer, it's deer opener this weekend. Yes. So there's going to be a lot of solo mio people. Yeah, this would be an It'd excellent be thing to do. Fun. And you know what, really, when, you know, when she passed away, you know, earlier, um, or this summer, you know, and the outpouring of, you know, we're just thinking about, like, really how iconic and legendary she was, you know, and oh, yeah. still is, when, you know. Well, yeah, when people like David Foster, who produced all of, you know, Whitney Houston's biggest hits and Celine Dion's biggest mm-hmm. hits, it's on TV right after Olivia passes away and says, she is the kindest and sweetest legend I've ever known. Mm-hmm. You know, that carries a lot of weight. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of fun to do. It's kind of fun to pay tribute to people that, you know, are kind. Mm-hmm. You know, I from a kind family. I like kind people and I like doing kind people's music whenever possible Yeah, as well. But you know what? It's, it's like other than the song live on, which is going to break all of us down. Um, you know, if you go online and look at the lyrics, you'll, it'll take your breath away, but she, you know, she's just such a a legend and Anne Murray as well. And it, it takes, it takes, 
it didn't it didn't just take me a year it took me like three or four years of planning it it took me six months just to write the set list because you start wondering how how can i cut this out you know you're talking about songs like i honestly love you mm-hmm. and the writer of that song is a close friend of mine that i was the vocal section leader for when i lived in santa barbara jeff barry hall of fame songwriter then you look at you needed me and you look at let me be there and if you love me and Snowbird, and they all just kind of gel together. Yeah, I'm opening the show with Xanadu, though. I think oh, I, love I it. hope you're on roller skates. <laughs> <laughs> I did go to Skateland in Brooklyn Park every Saturday with my family. I don't know, maybe I'll have to do it. Oh, and, and it would be super funny. And, and and you are so talented. I mean, you've you've oh. do you are you've toured with Fleetwood Mac. I mean, we know you uh, worked with Prince. You were on Call as a backup singer. You know, Stevie Wonder. I mean, you. You've got just such a great voice, and I'm so glad that you Mm -hmm. do these tribute shows and, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. that you're part of it. It's just always uh, great to know that you're out there getting giving us good concerts to go to, and we love crooners. Well, yeah, I love crooners, too. And to hear those words from you, who I respect, I tell, I mean, I tell people, I'm like, you're number one on my my, uh, presets on my radio. Thank you. And not just on one. But it's like FM1, and then you roll over to FM2, you're number one on both. Oh, of God, I love it. <laughs> Thank you. That's the modern technology in a radio car. In the car that's now. right. That's right. If you're interested in seeing this tribute show to Olivia Newton-John and Anne-Marie with three very talented uh, women, um, Jaina Anderson, and who are your other two co-stars? Lisa Keith Bernard, who I was her backup singer when she had a hit song and was on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I so- love it signed to Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis's label and she was um like the sing she did a duet with Janet Jackson. She oh was my on gosh. Albert, okay. you know, and then Tara Brisky is an amazing singer. She's great at piano too, but she just wanted to, you know, sing up front. Um she has a, a hit podcast and so in the band I've played with many of them for years and I know you'd probably know Boyd Lee because he's in yeah. all the bands. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? Um and just I, I, I mean, I could name all of them, and I just love them all. The energy's great because we're a happy band. Good. Well, well thank it sounds you. like a great show. We've got a link posted to the MyTalk page for tickets. Oh. The show is at Crooners Saturday night, this Saturday night oh. at 8 o'clock. Thank you for joining us today. Oh, it is really an honor and a pleasure, and I just love you girls so oh, much. Thank you. And congratulations on your wedding and all of your thank success. You. Well. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. All right, listen. Okay. When we, okay, when we come back, we're going to keep the music thing going because um, we've got, um, uh, well, sure. New Lover News. We've got New Lover News. It's so mm-hmm. exciting. We'll be back. All right, everybody. So yesterday, Cher tweeted, well, there is at least one amazing thing happening in my life. And I immediately suspected romance because I know her mom is 96 and might be having health issues. It would be maybe safe to say. So when she said it, well, and then so she tweets that yesterday morning and I, you know, you know, I, I get excited to tweet back to famous people, even though they never are going to read it or retweet what it. What did you ask her? I just wrote, Cher, we love you. Something like that. You're the best. And then I did a bunch of emojis like she does. And did I did do it in caps. I didn't do it in caps. Okay. I should have. I should have shared it back at her. What uh, happens last night? Because the paparazzi is always at uh, Craig's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in uh, Holly, West Hollywood. Cher walks in holding hands 
with Amber Rose's ex, which I wouldn't have known. So thank you, oh, TMZ. His name is Alexander A.E. Edwards. He is a snack and a half. He's taller than she is. They were holding hands, mm-hmm. holding hands. And in the limb, in the car, he picked up her hand and kissed it. He's like caressing it, kissing. I, I, I couldn't be more happy. Ah, well, he's thirty six. Yeah, and well, she, he has a three year old. This is how she Amber stays Rose. young. Oh, I, yeah. and she's admitted it. We were yeah. listening to her in an interview. Older men have never liked her. Right, they always want younger women. Right, so men she, are age. So she's like, whatever, whatever. So age just, has never been a thing for her. No, Cher, it hasn't. Keep, keep doing what you're doing, Cher. Yeah, yeah, but we haven't seen her publicly step out with anybody. In a very long time. She dated that one screenwriter maybe 10 years ago. She met him on Twitter. Remember that kind of goofy looking guy? Anyway, uh, it was kind of whatever. But she, she, we haven't seen our ethereal, wonderful share, you know, just, at, you know, being a legend out and about in Hollywood. No. Holding hands, going into Craig's, which yep. is a you know great restaurant, and apparently uh, he's buddies with Tyga, and they were photographed going to her house the other day. The other and day. I was, and, and I, I thought, thought it was Tyga going to buy, buy the house. No, the house that she put up he's for a sale. Lou. He's oh. a looky Lou. Although you know he's been single for about a year, he admitted he cheated on amber yeah. rose which is why they're not together and they have a daughter together it, to me it looks like it's just going to be a fun romance yeah. and i just couldn't be more excited for mm-hmm. her good for her yeah anyway but yeah he he's a good looking gentleman he is he, he is. is and i liked how he was kissing her hand and i hope she doesn't have to explain what's a moonstruck to him <laughs> <laughs> But you're going to have to explain to us. Yeah, right. It's a movie. movie. It's a movie. (laughs) It's a movie. It's a movie. Well, that was just unexpected. And it really, she wanted wanted to be seen. Yeah. Because if you go to Craig's, you want to be seen. You want to be photographed. And she basically hinted, you know, said there's, well, there's at least one amazing thing. And I. That's super fun. Yeah. So that's, I really like that. And I love what she's got on. And I love. I, I don't Cher. know if this rumor is true. I feel like she's going to be performing in Vegas again for a limited time in 2023. Yeah, I think that it, I would not be surprised at all. If she's going to do that. I think they're holding off on the dates because of Georgia, her mom. Yeah, her mom. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, I did DVR. I, I didn't watch it till this morning, but the CMT, the tribute to um, coal miner's daughter Loretta Lynn. <gasps> you guys, it was so good. It was. It's going to be on again on, on um, Sunday morning yes. at 11 a.m. CMT. On it, CMT, okay. It, it was, you know why it was good? Because they obviously must have... It might have been NBC sat down and did a long-form interview because Jenna Bush Hager was the MC, mm-hmm. And they had all this audio of Loretta talking about different parts of her life that they interspersed with the music. Right. And I just... Um, they had, you know, Dolly Parton said, you know, they had been friends since the late 60s. Mm. And they were both two trailblazing women in their own way in the music. And just what a good friend. It was all so intimate. Sissy Spacek, you know, was lovely. So all these, you know, little interviews about what she meant to different people. But Brandy Carlisle um, did a song that's actually a Patsy Cline song, but Loretta Lynn 
also performed this song. And Loretta Lynn and Patsy Cline were besties. Mm. Um, in fact, Patsy Cline kind of mentored Loretta Lynn, gave her older clothes that she had. Yeah. So Loretta would have something to wear. And, and then Patsy Cline's tragically killed in like 62 in a plane crash. Mm-hmm. You know, and so Loretta has always sung this song, um, which is a great torch song, I think. I, I've got you. Yeah. This is Brandy. That you gave to me. Yeah, and then she came out um, with the High Women, which are, I can't remember the three other women, and they, to close the show with Coal Miner's Daughter. So if we can just play a little that. Anyway, that's how they closed the show. Keith Urban opened it with You're Looking at Country. And he apparently, you know, Loretta Lynn, I guess, was very welcoming to anyone in country music who wanted to meet her, come to butcher, you know, go where she lived. Wow talk play the guitar she had amazing connections she really believed in like the man i mean kid rock was there mm-hmm. really yeah well, I, I mean she influenced so many well but she wrote with him yeah. and play, went to his house once and he came to her wow. i mean darius rucker yes. I mean, alan jackson played a song for her uh where her heart has always been, which is a song he wrote about his mom when she oh, died. Oh gosh! Yeah, I mean, it just was really, a really show. a good, good hour and a half. You know, like you could be doing something else and just listening, having it in the background, having mm-hmm. it on, and you will mm-hmm. just enjoy it so much. I recommended it to my mom, and I thought I better recommend it to other people because, you know, you never know. Like sometimes how these shows are. Is it just stitched together by the music? But all the other pieces work, too. Plus no ads. Oh. Know? Plus no, no ads. ads. No oh, ads. Oh, I thought you said no ants. I'm thinking no so ads. you don't have to sit it out. No, no ads. There were no ads. It was just one long That's continuous lovely. show. That's lovely. So it's 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central on November 6th. You can watch Sunday. it again Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. On, on CMT. Yeah, I CMT. recommend it if, if you're a... Country fan. And it might be on Paramount Plus, too, if you have that from what I'm looking at right here. Okay, great. Thank you, Greg. All right, thanks. We'll be right back. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today. 